Hello, welcome to the Thursday, October 5th, 2017 edition of the Sands and its Storms and its Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. October is yet again Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Now, we have covered it a little bit more in depth in prior years, but really what it comes down to is that our core audience, if you're listening to this podcast and if you're reading our diaries, then security awareness is probably not your number one problem, but you're really more interested in some of the more technical issues. But on the other hand, you're probably also the person that friends and family rely on for advice on basic security awareness topics. Now, the Sand Securing the Human Project did address that in this month's Ouch newsletter. This is a newsletter that's covering monthly security awareness issues. And this month's issue is in particular about how do you help others to secure themselves. It was guest edited by Randy Marchini, a good friend of the family. And he outlines five steps that you really should reinforce in these conversations, like I said, with friends and family. One of the important things here is always to not overload them with a lot of details, but really sort of to narrow it down on some simple steps they can actually understand and perform themselves. And that's really what uh, this edition of Ouch is all about. So take a look at it. And in general, this newsletter is probably something good to pass on because each month they sort of address some relatively basic from a technical point of view, but current and valuable security awareness topics. And well, talking about more technical issues, we do have an interesting research paper to talk about that looks at new ways of conducting the Rohammer attack in order to bypass some of the defenses that were proposed or implemented against this attack. If you remember, Rohammer originally essentially relied on flipping a large number of bits in modern DRAM memory, which then actually would leak into adjacent rows and then flip bits in unrelated, not owned by the same user memory, which would then in turn cause arbitrary code execution as this other user. One of the very dangerous aspects of this Rohammer attack was that it could be executed reliably even via JavaScript running in the browser. So essentially JavaScript running in your browser using this Rohammer effect would be able to execute code as root or administrator on your system. Now, countermeasures usually rely on detecting this frequent access uh, to memory or to limit the amount of memory a particular process can use in order to prevent memory exhaustion, which uh, could be used in order to place uh, the attack memory close to the target memory. Another interesting technique actually takes advantage of Intel SGX, the software guard extension that allows you to isolate memory. Now, in this case, uh, this is really just used to hide the memory that is being flipped and also to locate it closer to relevant memory. In this particular attack scenario, it would even be possible to affect memory in another SGX area and with that again to execute privileged code. 
So in other words, Rohammer lives on. It's a pretty interesting attack insofar as this is probably only going to get worse with shrinking feature sizes on systems. And of course, uh, the real probably most dangerous attack scenario here are cloud systems and such where you have different users sharing the same hardware. At the very least, this could be used for a denial of service, but as the paper shows and as prior experiments and, and actual exploits have shown, this can also be used to execute actual working code. And when we're talking about cloud and attacks against cloud systems, of course, one of the most basic attacks here is escaping the virtual machines and setting up covert channels between virtual machines. Those attacks aren't terribly new. I remember Tom Liston at SCOTUS talking about them about 10 years or so ago, I think, but uh, haven't really seen them often in the wild, uh, probably in part because the tool set really wasn't quite there to make them easy to execute. Well, uh, that may have just changed. There is now a set of Metasploit modules that specifically focuses on these type of VMware escape attacks. Now, this was originally shown at DerbyCon, but the modules are now public, including instructions as to how to use them. So if you are pen testing virtual systems, it's a new tool to add to your set. Well, and that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.